0: A production of the Casper Star Tribune and Pokes Authority. I am Davis Potter, Wyoming beat writer for the Star Tribune. And this will be a little uh, shorter podcast than usual uh, because I am writing solo on this episode. Uh, my usual sidekick, uh, Brady Altman's, our wild varsity preps writer, is on assignment as we record this. And uh, maybe going solo for the foreseeable future. Um, So I hope you like uh, the content and I hope you you guys don't get tired of me because it may just be me for a while, but um, a lot to uh, get into. Uh, We'll talk some football and then we will talk uh, Wyoming men's basketball and particularly uh, dive into some of uh, the comments that uh, head coach Alan Edwards made over the weekend pertaining to his job status and his future at Wyoming um, in light of an entire season again, which is turning to a, another loss season for Wyoming and um, a program that seemingly finds new ways to lose basketball games. So, We'll get into that some, but I wanted to start um, by talking about some scheduling news on on the football front, Um, in case uh, you've been totally out of the loop this week. um, Wyoming and Clemson were scheduled to play a game in 2021 at Clemson, but that will no longer be happening, um, with Clemson announcing that it has replaced Wyoming Uh, with Georgia on its non-conference schedule for that season. And look, this is obviously pretty big news um, because Clemson, you could certainly make the argument that Clemson uh, has overtaken Alabama sort of as the gold standard in college football. Uh, They've made the college football playoff. Each of the last five years, uh, they won two of the last four national championships. Uh, they obviously finished national runner up this past season to LSU. So, um, you yeah, know, they're obviously one of the elite programs in college football and uh, Wyoming was going to get it shot, uh, against them in a couple years, but Clemson will now be playing Georgia. Um, to open the 2021 season and Wyoming is now left to look for uh, another opponent to uh, finish out their non-conference schedule for the 2021 season. And um, I know there was even reaction on on Twitter and social media, even to uh, some of my stories about this from fans about um, Clemson being scared of Wyoming. I know that was some of that was facetious and, and sarcasm, but Um, for those of you that don't understand why Clemson would do this, uh, really, it's pretty simple. They simply wanted to increase um, their strength of schedule for the 2021 season. Um, You know, the ACC was down this year, um, and with programs like Miami and Florida State and Louisville uh, sort of middling still, uh, it could be down um, for the next few years, you know, and, and Clemson, you know, caught a lot of flack, I guess you could say, um, because the ACC was down and, you know, because their non-conference schedule was was relatively weak as well this past season. Um, but I did not really understand why Clemson caught the brunt of that. I mean, look, Clemson's got a track record, obviously, of, of being the program that it is. It's got a roster littered with four and five-star recruits. Um, you know, they, they've won, you know, I think more games in the last two or three years than anybody else in college football. So, um, you know, all you can do is play the teams that are on your schedule and and that's what Clemson did. And look, they got back to the national championship game again this year, um, beat a really good Ohio state team and then ran into the bus stall that was LSU. Um, just like every team that played LSU did this year. So, but you know, ultimately, I think this is a move for Clemson where they're essentially trying to protect themselves because you know, if, if you do slip up in the ACC or even a game in your non-conference, um, obviously losing to a Georgia team that's probably going to be top five team, has been a top five team um, the last couple of years uh, with what Kirby Smart has built there in Athens, um, that obviously is going to look better. Than a loss to a Wyoming. And, um, you know, if they were to lose a a non conference game or even slip up um, here or there in ACC play, you know, this college football selection committee takes into account strength of schedule. And, you know, uh, they want to fall back in case, you know, they slip up or something, or, you know, that they're in the future, if if the debate is, um, you know, a one loss ACC champion like Clemson against a one-loss Big 12 champion or Big 10 champion or whatever, maybe vying to get that number four and, and final spot in, in the college football playoff. Um, you know They want to make it where the selection committee can't can't look at their schedule and say, well, you, you didn't really play anybody in your non-conference. So um, I, I think that's what they're doing. They're, they're just sort of protecting themselves and giving the, themselves a buffer you know, for for a program that obviously is is again has made the college football playoff every year that it's been in existence, I believe, and um, will obviously be in contention um, for the f- foreseeable future. Um, as for Wyoming, look, I know that you don't ever want really teams to back out of games. You don't want them breaking contracts, particularly this close to a season, uh, because now Wyoming is left to to scramble to to find another opponent. But uh, I, I think if you're Wyoming, this is—I mean, this is about as good as, as you could hope for if, if a team's going to back out because this was a guarantee game. Uh, this wasn't a home and home. It was—it was a guarantee where Clemson was going to pay them uh, to come to Clemson in two years and play them. Um, and Wyoming is still going to get that money. Um, Clemson is going to still going to pay Wyoming 1.1 million to break the contract and get out of that game. So Wyoming essentially getting more than a million dollars in free money, and for a athletic department that operates with a budget around 40 million dollars, I mean they'll gladly take that and, and move on. Um, but again, the challenge for them now is to find another opponent, and particularly a Power 5 opponent, because I think that's what Wyoming wants to do. Um, I don't know exactly who Wyoming um, is talking to at this point to try to fill that that void. I I did reach out to uh, Tom Berman, Wyoming's athletic director, when Clemson announced that it was scheduling Georgia and bumping Wyoming off its schedule uh, on that happened on Tuesday, and he told me that there were a lot of moving parts to this, which I believe part of that obviously is, is is you know trying to look for another opponent, and and I do think Wyoming wants to try to look for a Power Five opponent. Look, they have a history of doing that, obviously with you know they've played Oregon, Iowa, Washington State, uh, Missouri this past season. Um, Utah is going to come to War Memorial Stadium uh, next season. Um, you know you've got future home-and-home home schedule with Cal. They'll go to Texas in 2023. So they, they like to schedule a Power 5 teams in the non-conference, uh, I think, to, you know, to prepare them for their, their conference schedule. And um, so I think, ideally, that's who they would like to replace Clemson with in the 2021 schedule. Again, the problem is these games are scheduled so far in advance that a lot of the Power 5 programs already have their non-conference schedules finalized um, for years to come. Uh, I mean, th- this Clemson Wyoming game this this was scheduled back in 2013. So you're talking eight years before uh, this game was was to be played. So, um, you know, I, I don't know how many options are left, or how many Power Five programs out there still have a vacancy on their 2021 schedule. So. Pretty sure they want to schedule a Power 5 um, opponent for 2021 um, now because Clemson was the only Power 5 opponent that they had on that schedule. Um, so, we'll see what what they're able to finagle. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if they end up scheduling um, an FCS or, or another Group of 5 opponent just because it is so late in the game in terms of, of scheduling for a, a season that's, that's so close. But, I, I dude, also... With that news, also did not want to run through who Wyoming has on its non-conference schedules in the upcoming years. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go through 2023, um, just because you know anything beyond that, they do have some other games scheduled. But you know those are those are tentative to change. Uh, you know things could happen. You know obviously as we see with the Clemson game, teams could buy out and of games and things could change. But um, You know, next year, Weber State and Utah, which is their only Power Five foe on the um, non-conference schedule for next season, they'll both come to War Memorial and then they'll go to Louisiana and Ball State. Um, 2021, as of now, um, you got Montana State, Northern Illinois, and Ball State. Uh, In 2022, Tulsa will make the return trip to War Memorial. Um, They've also got Northern Colorado uh, and then they'll go to Illinois and BYU. And then 2023, uh, we mentioned Texas, which Wyoming just announced that that game uh, recently. Um, They'll go to Texas, and they'll also host Texas Tech, and uh, they'll host Portland State and Appalachian State. So a couple of seasons there where they've got multiple Power 5 opponents in their non-conference schedule. And And personally, for Wyoming, I like that. I like the fact that, Wyoming schedules aggressively because I mean it would be easy for a school like Wyoming to schedule an FCS program or some other meddling group of five program where they could easily just get to seven wins and become bowl eligible but that doesn't do anything to help prepare you for a Mountain West schedule particularly the Boise states and the Utah states and some of the the teams that you have to go through if you're Wyoming to to win a Mountain Division championship and ultimately that's that's the next step for this program look They've won eight games three times now under Craig Bowl. They've been to bowl games. That, that's sort of – that. I mean, at this point, that's sort of the floor for, for this program. And, um, you know, they've done it so often. So I think that's sort of the next step for this program is to, um, you know, finish in the upper half of the division and really compete for Mountain West Championships. And, you know, I, I think, you know, scheduling Power 5 teams – in uh, your non conference, uh, I think certainly helps with that because it helps prepare you for the better teams that you're going to see in conference. And I, I do think Wyoming um, in 2020 next season, with, with the group that they have coming back, uh, and particularly the schedule, as you mentioned, the only Power Five program that they play, Utah, will be coming to War Memorial. Um, you've got. Boise State, Utah State, San Diego State, and Air Force all at home next season for them. So if things line up or lining up for them if they can stay healthy um, to really have I think a, a sort of a special season next year. Their scheduling helps with that, and so um, even though they won't be playing Clemson uh, in 2021, they got a nice payday out of that. So kind of see who they're able to uh, who they're able to find to, to fill that void on that uh, 2021 schedule but um we can take a break there and uh when we come back uh we will dive into um some of Alan Edwards comments about his job security and his future at Wyoming over the weekend after a, another tough loss to Wyoming's most bitter rival. Welcome back into the podcast. And now we're gonna transition the conversation to a men's basketball program that continues to go through one of its roughest stretches in program history. Wyoming is now 6 and 21, with San Jose State being still being the only conference win that they have to this point. And I think the latest or I shouldn't say the latest because they did play a midweek game against Utah State that they were blown out in, lost that game by 20. But um, I think the most egregious, maybe most frustrating loss for, for Wyoming fans uh, happened over the weekend uh, against the rival Colorado State at the Arena Auditorium. Um, that game had the look... Of sort of a pick-me-up moment, a feel-good moment for this Wyoming team that just has not had a whole lot of those last two seasons. Um, Wyoming was up 19 and really on the verge of running Colorado State out of the gym. And then players talked about it afterward, and even Allen Edwards talked about it afterwards. They just relaxed. And before you knew it, Colorado State had the lead. Uh, with 32 seconds left. Uh, I mean, Wallenman had that 19-point lead with a little more than 14 minutes left, and with about 30 seconds left to play, it was gone. And Wallenman did not score the last four minutes and 18 seconds of that game. And a 19-point lead turned into a 77-70 loss. And it prompted questions about his job security afterward. And um, look... It, those questions are hard um, for, for any reporter that, that has a conscience, has a heart, understands the weight of the, that question that's being asked. Because you're talking about a person's job, a person's livelihood, the, the, the way in which they support their family. Um, so asking about job security and job status, that's that's not an easy thing to do. And, and no reporter looks forward to asking that. But um, I did ask the question after that game and in the, in the press conference because, you know, in, in light of, of another season that's, that's wasted at this point, um, you know, look, Wyoming won eight games last year. They're gonna, they've got three games left in the regular season. They're going to have to win two of those just to match last season's win total. Um, so there's a very distinct possibility that they win fewer games than they did all last year. And after that season, you know, Tom Berman came out and was very vocal that the next season or this season needed to be dramatically better uh, and really called, you know, their eight-win season last year unacceptable. Um, so in light of all that, the question had to be asked, and I think it, it, it was more than fair at, at this point of the season. And, uh, look, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, read all these quotes verbatim. Um, you know, the, we, I do have a story um, up at, uh, trib.com and pokesauthority.com, um, with all, all his complete quotes. Um, so if you, you want to go read that, you can check that out. I'm not going to give all those away here, but, um, he did say that, you know, all of that is, as out of his hands. You know, he, he doesn't determine that. Um, but there are a couple things I did want to, um, address, um, you know, one of, one of the things that he said that I did find really interesting was the fact that I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but um, he's looking more for for character than talent when he goes out and recruits. And you know, more to that, he he made he didn't say that it directly, but he made indirect reference to the FBI investigation that has sort of cast a cloud over college basketball um, since new, that that story broke back in 2017. Um, with some of the blue blood programs being involved um with with you know agents and, and runners and, and and things like that but you know first of all Walming doesn't recruit those kind of kids um they're not in the market for or in the running for the blue chip prospects i mean Walming's not they're not signing five, four and five star recruits they're just not and, unless you know you have the very um Rare occurrence where, you know, you have one of those type of prospects from Wyoming once every blue moon. They're not in the mix for those type of kids. Uh, they're just not. Um, that's the reality of their situation. Secondly, I think that's an alarming comment um, just in the fact that the whole point is to recruit as talented of players as you can to win basketball games. Um, and, you know, there are kids out there, there are players that aren't caught up in all that. That are talented enough to help you win in the Mountain West. I mean, what is that? What does that say about the kids that he thinks he has on his roster? did do, do they? Does he not think they are talented or as talented as they need to be to to help them win? You know. And I also think that um, the character line. I think that's sort of the bare minimum. Like you expect kids to come to to sign with a school, um, conduct themselves. Pro- Properly uh, go to class, um, you know, not get in trouble. I mean, I think that's sort of the bare expectation for anybody. I mean, that just sort of comes with being a, a student, a college student, much less a student athlete. Yes, everybody wants good kids. Everybody wants people that, that are that are going to do what they're supposed to do, um, not shine a bad light on the on your program, not get in trouble. Um, but again, I, I sort of think that's that's the floor in terms of expectation, like that. That that should be a given. Um, so I think you can. I think you can recruit kids with, that are that are that have both talent and, and and are good guys to come on and represent your program, but most importantly, help you win. But I think if you are a Wyoming fan, I think maybe the most frustrating thing about this, in terms of what what, what Allen says when he's when he's asked these kind of questions, is more along the lines of what he doesn't say. Because, you know, not one time has he vocalized responsibility for what his program has turned into the last couple of years. And I'm not, I'm not saying, I want to be very clear about this. I'm not saying Allen doesn't take responsibility because I know he does. I mean, I'm, I'm sure this bothers him more than it bothers anybody else. But, um, you know, he's never come out and said, look, this is on me. We're not winning enough. This is a scoreboard business. This is a win-loss business. We're not doing enough to go out there and win games. We've got to figure out what needs to happen. We need to coach better. We need to execute better. We need to bring in more talent to help us become a better team. And it's on me and my staff to get that done, period. I could see from from a Wyoming fan's perspective, if you're looking at that, I can see where that where you would want the guy to just get up there in front of a microphone and to just take responsibility for what's happened verbally. Again, I'm not saying he hasn't done it. Him and his staff know what's going on. They know that this isn't acceptable. They know that things have to change. But uh, I could also see, you know, with, with the things he does say, if you're a Wyoming fan, where you would sit there and think, well, he's just making excuses for things because he talks about This being a young team, this being another team that's had uh, dealt with some injuries to Tyler Mormon and Austin Mueller, and then you know Hunter Thompson recently being out uh, with mononucleosis. Um, You know, it's it's more on the lines of instead of just coming out and saying, "Look, this has got to get better," it's more well, here's the reasons why we're not better. Um, You know, whether it be youth or, or whether it be some injuries or Um, things along those lines, Um, you know, he talked about after that Colorado state game that, you know, they're not going to take shortcuts. Um, They're, they're building the program the right way. And sometimes you have to take your lumps and, and things along those lines, but ultimately, and look, I'm, I do not want to devalue um, the importance of of a, of a college education and, and, and conducting yourself um, properly and, and, and being a good person and, and being a good student while you're on campus. Because that, that stuff is preparing you for the w- real world. And most, most if not all, of these these guys that play at Wyoming are going to make their money in some avenue other than basketball. And so that is important. But Alan Edwards has paid a lot of money to win basketball games. His, his title is ba- head men's basketball coach. It's not GPA coach. It's not model citizen coach. I mean just being honest here that that's you know, he' is at Wyoming to win basketball games. That's, that's, that is his title. That is his job. And considering the point the programs at now, there are avenues Wyoming can explore to bring in more talent without sacrificing their core values. Um, that could' mean going back to the junior college ranks and signing more JuCO players. That could mean bringing in a grad transfer. There are hundreds of transfers in college basketball every year, most of which leave their current school, not because they got in trouble and were dismissed, but because time is running out on their college eligibility. And they want more playing time so they, they can showcase themselves more as they try to pursue a professional basketball career. But Allen knows what's happened these last two years are unacceptable, and it's got to change. Um, now, Allen's got one year left on his contract after this season. So the question now is whether he will be back as Wyoming's coach next season. Uh, I want to be very clear on this. I have not been told anything definite about Allen's future at Wyoming other than he will not be let go during the season if Wyoming decides to make a change. Which makes sense because this season is what it is. There's three games left. They've won six games. makes no sense to... Make a change during the season and bring and try to make someone an interim and and do all of that. I mean, just let the let these last three or four games play out and then make your decision one way or the other. If you're Tom Berman, but it is my educated opinion that Allen will not be back next season. Um, there are some indicators to that which I've written about this week. Um, yeah, you know, I'm not going to give this away here, and for any diehard Wyoming basketball fans, you may, you may already know what it is, um, but this Wyoming program, the last two seasons, has done something that has only happened one other time in program history, and it's not good, and the only other time it happened, Tom Berman was also the athletic director, and change was made, so Um, You can go read that story as well uh, at Trib.com and PokesAuthority.com, but obviously something to keep an eye on as this uh, season winds down. I'll go ahead and wrap it up there. Uh, A couple of housekeeping items before I get out of here. Uh, Logan Wilson, the former Wyoming linebacker and Casper native, he will report to Indianapolis next week for the NFL Combine, and will work out along with the other linebackers and defensive linemen um, on February 29th. Um, originally, the plan was for me to go to Indianapolis and cover Logan at the Combine, but due to some circumstances beyond my control, uh, I won't be on site anymore for that. But we will have plenty of coverage of uh, Logan at the Combine and throughout the Pre-draft process, um, actually talked to uh, Mel, Mel Kuyper Jr., the longtime draft analyst for ESPN, uh, about Logan earlier this week, and uh, Logan's draft stock continues to climb, and uh, some interesting comments from Mel about where he has him and where he could see him possibly um, elevating his stock even more if he has good workouts at, at, at the Combine at Wyoming's Pro Day and, and things of that nature, so... Again, you can check that out. That story is at com and PokesAuthority.com as well. Um, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at PokesAuthority. You can follow me on Twitter at Davis E. Potter. Uh, this podcast is on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Omni. So be sure to subscribe, uh, download it, share it, and give us that five-star rating. Uh, I appreciate all of you for listening as always, and I will talk to you